Why is that important? Because it says here that God went down and confounded their language. Read on that they may not understand one another's speech. So that they might not understand one another's speech. So whoever started, whoever understood each other and speaking this language, they all left. Whoever was speaking that language, they all left. And what did they take with them? That same mindset, St. James, that same belief system. And they started becoming nations, and they started taking that culture of what they learned with Nimrod and that belief system with them. This is how you get these different cultures with these uh, different religious worships and their idolatry throughout all the cultures that you see on the planet Earth right now. It started right here. Just real quick, I said something on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it tells you, like like he was going through, and it tells you very clearly in verse 6 when he read it, that which they have imagined to do. Right. Remember from the beginning, we've been talking about what do you what do we get from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? What do we receive? We receive instructions, receive commandments. So now, if they're imagining to do something, what's that clearly showing you? That's come something directly against what God is telling you to do. That's all, right. All coming out of their own mind. That's right. That's right. Let's continue reading. We're almost done here with this part. All right, verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. You see that? So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. So this is how you have these different nations speaking these different languages and um, these different dialects of Hebrew that eventually became other forms of languages and different forms of writing. All that stem about this great event that took place here, known as the Tower of Babel. Okay, let's read verse 9. Therefore, is the name of it called Babel? Right, see that? So when you when you read in Genesis 10, verse 10, when it says that the beginning of Nimrod's kingdom was called Babel, it was speaking in past tense because, remember, Moses is writing this and he's giving us all the information that God gave him. Again, just showing you that you speak about... um um. Not to go off topic real quick, we speak about um, other cultures and other so-called um, uh, civilizations, speaking about, oh, they had everything predates the Bible. Well, okay, so what? You're, you're just man. You're, you're not God. Um, God actually took Moses up and gave him all this information. That's why in the New Testament it says, and beginning with Moses. If you want to go to the origin of everything and how it happened, you have to get it directly from the source. You have to get it from God. So what did God do? He gave Moses everything that happened from the beginning. So why are we going by the word of God? Why are we going by the Bible? Because this came directly from God, St. James. This is not going by man's version of what information was passed down to them and how they twisted and turned that and made their own story of what happened in the beginning. We're getting this directly from the source, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, giving all this information to Moses on how everything transpired in the beginning up to this point right here. Yes, sir. So when people start talking about every, all this other crap, epic of Gilman, Gilman, I don't want to hear all that. That's garbage. Okay. You're dealing with the word of God right here. Straight from the source. Okay, there's no books that, uh, that existed before the flood or, I mean, come on, there was a flood that destroyed everything. You got people talking about the book of this and the book of that. Give me a break. The Bible. God gave Moses the source from the beginning. If there was already other books there, there would be no reason for God to give this to Moses from the beginning all the way up to his time going into the future, the time we're living in right now. This is coming straight from the source, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Read it again, please. Verse 9. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. Right, so it became known as Babylon, the land of confusion, because God did what? Confounded the languages. He came and intervened in uh, Satan's plot 
to be defined against God through this man called Nimrod, who again, his name means let us rebel. Rebel against who? Against God. God intervened in that plan, in that plan that they set up having this one world government. This is where you hear about this one world government. This is why you read about the United Nations and other other illuministic figures talk about they want to bring back the plan, St. James. What is the plan that they try to bring back? They let us restore the plan back to the earth. This is what they do in the United Nations, St. James. They actually pray to think about they want to restore the plan back. What is the plan that they're trying to restore back? The plan that Nimrod was trying to establish on the earth during this time, which is to be defined against God so they can be evil. God intervened that plan back then, and he eventually is going to intervene that plan in the time we're living in right now as they're trying to bring that plan back and establish that new world order, that one world government. They're doing that now. It's being established right now, and it's going to be established. And then eventually, God is going to intervene and set his kingdom up. St. James? Yeah, because, I mean, you, you, you got it. And what do you see is... What are they? What is what is already being done, right? There, in the beginning, there was one language, and now, where do you see everyone coming together? Everyone speaking a universal language, where you see everyone being able to understand everything, where you can just click a button and everything is translated into another tongue within an instant, so you, everyone can be on the what the same mind and the same right back to the same plan is all being done now. What again? Technology. That's right. The new Tower of Babel is the internet. And everybody had that universal speech and like you said, that, that information would be wicked. Inst at an instant. And it will have that same mindset to be wicked. Um, so again, th this is amazing because all this stuff, this is why we have to go into it. All this stuff is coming back now. But again, the origin of the occult started with this man Nimrod. So let's read verse 9. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So again, they took that belief system to be defined against God, that, that, that idol worship, that, that idolatry that was being instituted and reintroduced back into the earth through Nimrod, which is all dealing with Satan. Once they were scattered with that different languages, when God intervened their plan, they took that, that belief system with them and that culture with them. And that became whatever it is that they believe now, like in Egypt, Medo, uh, the Medo-Persian Empire, all those different belief systems and Hinduism, all that stuff, this originated here. So now, what took place that eventually our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ killed Nimrod? Okay. He killed him because what happens when you go against God, you eventually die. Um, life and death is in the power of God. God has to sanction death. Right, St. James? Exactly, so. So eventually, God killed Nimrod. Um, Nimrod had a wife, okay, which is <laughs> which is also his mother. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into all the details of you know that, but her name was uh, Sarah Ceramesis. Ceramesis is pronounced different ways. Um, another name for her is Ishtar, or Aster, or Asherah, or Easter. So, what took place with that? Remember, he had a kingdom. And there was being worshipped. His wife, once he eventually died, what she said was that the spirit of Nimrod went into the sun and became the sun. And he became the sun. So now you have sun worship being introduced. The worshiping of the sun. When you go back to these ancient cultures, you see they worship the sun. In Egypt, they worship the sun. In Sumeria, they they, they worship everything. <laughs> the Sumerians is worshiping everything. Okay, like you like I like I mentioned during the time of Abraham, you see Terah, which is his father, Terah, which actually you read about Terah in the eleventh chapter, but in another part of the Bible, it lets you know that he was actually given into idols, because this is what was being introduced by Nimrod. Um, so. Um, his mother slash wife, um, when she was a whore, um, her name was, um, she goes by many names, uh, St. James. Uh, the most common name is Ceramus, or Ceramus, uh -huh. um, also Ishtar, right. um, Asherah, you can read about it in the scriptures, and Easter. This is where Easter comes from. We're going to leave Easter alone because there's a, 
a lot of history and a, and a breakdown on that as well. Um, we won't say that for another time, but he eventually got killed by God and she wanted to keep ruling. So she said that the spirit of Nimrod went into, um, into the sun. So he became known as the sun. So now this is where sun worship was being introduced. Again, all these different areas took all that information with them. And this is how you see these cultures becoming, going into sun worship and worshiping these different deities and ideologies came about. Um, why is that important? Because when you go into um, the winter, what's known as the winter solstice, uh, St. James, you see that um, they dedicate that, like I mentioned in the first part of the Christmas special, they dedicate that to the sun god. Okay. Who is that sun god? That's Nimrod. Okay. Many different names. Baal. I mean, so many different names you read about. That's all going back to Nimrod. And every year they pay homage to Nimrod because they say that the shortest day goes into the winter solstice. Um, the sun is getting ready to be reborn back. It's going to become longer now. Okay, every day after the winter solstice, the day becomes longer and longer and longer because the conquering sun, the physical sun, is coming back, which is Nimrod. Where does that lead us to? That's a good question. That's a good question, Mr. Powers. Um, listen, so much information. I'm trying to see how I'm connected to the next picture. She actually had everybody... Um, still being paid homage to Nimrod because everybody feared Nimrod because remember so he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Um everybody feared him. Um and they continued to worship him through the ideology that was being presented by his mother slash wife. And they started worshiping him. Um she set up something for everybody to come to worship him. She said at a certain point Nimrod's spirit will come down eventually into a tree. <laughs> um, she also claimed to have been born through a, uh, to have a child of Nimrod um, through the sun, through the beams of the sun. And she claimed the virgin birth. <laughs> this is, this is, this is historical fact. She tried to claim a virgin birth and say that she uh, conceived through a, a, a conception without man, but through the rays of the sun. Some, some, it's just crap. Um, why is that important? Because God tells you that he declares the end from the beginning. They knew the prophecies that the Savior, the true Savior, was going to be born that way. And God had declared that all the way in the beginning. I mean, Adam and the Adamites knew about that prophecy. And again, this information was passed down through their children, that a savior was eventually be born and that he was gonna be born uh, without the seed of man. That's, that's actually in Genesis, the third chapter. So she started saying it was her. This is why you go into every culture and you hear about a savior because they knew the information that was given to them in the beginning by God through Adam and his lineage and the Adamites. They knew all this information. Again, brought out by the Holy Ghost and Comfort. On the DVD, it's a DVD now, but on a class titled um, Out of Out of Darkness. He gave us this information. Um, so, I mean, it's amazing. And yeah, she tried to claim that. So everybody started looking at her and worshiping her as a goddess. Then she said that eventually the spirit of Nimrod was going to come down into a tree. Now we're going to pick it back up. So it came from here all the way in Genesis. Now we're going to pick it back up in Jeremiah. Now from Genesis here, in the Tower of Babel, all the way to the time of Jeremiah, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, St. James, that have passed by since this great event took place. But check out what they were doing in Jeremiah's time. Jeremiah was in the time of the Babylonian captivity. In Babylon, the same area that this event took place that was known as Babel, which is in that area in Iraq, over there near Mesopotamia, all that area over there. Let's read in Jeremiah 10 chapter, and I'll show you what um, Jeremiah said concerning this, because this is going back to Nimrod. Okay? The mother became known as the moon. 
So I'm saying, James, just want to say that too. Nimrod became known as the son. The mother, she declared herself to be the moon. So now what do you have here? Sun worship, moon worship, all coming from Nimrod. Nimrod was the son of Cush. Cush was the son of Ham. So this is coming from the occultic practices from Ham, which is still being done today. And this influenced the whole world. So um, Jeremiah, some chapter, let's go there. Before I go, I want to let it be known that this particular thing that we're about to read here is also known as the infamous day of idol worship. And, it, and this was what was being done right here goes all the way back to Genesis 10 and 11. It was being done right here. This has nothing to do with Jesus Christ and everything to do with Satan. Let's read about it. Jeremiah 10 chapter. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. So again, this is the prophet Jeremiah, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, uh, speaks to the prophets. Um, it tells you that in, in the book of Luke, that he speaks to the, the prophets. He chooses the prophets. He gives them information. So Jeremiah is not speaking to the children of Israel. The children of Israel is now in Babylon and in captivity under the hands of the Babylonians, which we mentioned, or the Kushites, which today would be known as the Ethiopians. And Jeremiah said, hear ye. The word which the Lord, which is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Read. Thus saith the Lord. God, God is the one that's saying this. Thus saith the Lord. What does God want the children of Israel to hear? Read. Learn not the way of the heathen. Read it one more time. Learn not the way of the heathen. So the first thing that the prophet Jeremiah started saying while he was in the Babylonian captivity as the prophet of God, he told the children of Israel, learn not the ways of the heathen. Because they're in Babylon. And Babylon has a lot of ancient customs and traditions that go back all the way to Babel, as we read, that Nimrod has set up during the time of the Tower of Babel. And all these, these customs and traditions and the worshiping of these customs and traditions, God's going to tell Israel, you're not supposed to be following these customs. And they start to explain and describe what that custom is. Read. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. Read it again. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. That's dealing directly with Nimrod. We read in Deuteronomy 17 chapter in the third verse that when you with the children of Israel was not supposed to be worshiping the sun, not supposed to be worshiping the moon. This, when it says, be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathens are dismayed at them, this is directly related to Nimrod. Nimrod was known as the sun god. Okay? These are stories that was coming all the way back from the beginning of that time. And it was being taught that he was actually in the sun. And people started worshiping the sun. And he started worshiping the moon, which is his mother, his wife. Okay? And this is where it used to come from, things of that nature. Um, this is what God is telling them right there. Be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. Okay, now what are the signs of heaven? When you go to Genesis, the first chapter, it tells you the sun, it tells you the moon. All these things God set up for a sign. St. James. Jeremiah said to the children of Israel, be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathens are dismayed at them. And they start worshiping the sun, they start worshiping the moon. So God is telling you, do not do these things. Read it again. For the heathen are dismayed at them. Yeah, the heathens are dismayed at them. They thought of worshiping Nimrod as the sun, his wife, Saramaeus, uh, Saramesis. Uh, they pronounce it different ways, like I mentioned. Um, also, Ishtar as the moon. She was also known as the god of fertility. Um, um, her name is translated as Ishtar. Um, again, a lot going behind that. I'm going to leave that for another time. But this is what was being done here. This occultic practice, this diabolical practice, um, in the so-called holidays is what these heathens is worshiping. And God telling the children of Israel, do not do these things. Read on. Verse 3. For the customs of the people are vain. So now I was going to start to um, describe some of those customs. Saying it's vain, it's of no value because they're not worshiping the true and living God. So what are some of those customs that they were celebrating? Let's read about it. Let's start describing it right now. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest. Uh-oh, wait a minute. 
Say it again. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest. Are we reading out of the Bible that there's a custom that people cut a tree out of the forest, St. James? Is that what yes. we're reading right here? Yes, and not only that, that, this is something that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, do not do. Do not do. And this is going back to Babylon during the time of Jeremiah before Christ, St. James. <laughs> For one cut of a tree out the forest. Now, what do they do with this tree that they cut out the forest? This is clearly going to start describing what's known as Christmas today. For one cut of a tree out of the forest. Read on. The work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Right. Back then they cut it with an axe. Now they use what? They use a, a machine, a saw. Okay, what was going on with that tree? Remember, the mother, wife, was saying that the spirit of Nimrod was in that tree. They feared Nimrod. They thought he became the son, and that eventually he would come down into that tree, and that they had to come and pay homage to Nimrod. Read verse 4. Read. They deck it with silver and with gold. Nah, this is not the Bible, St. James. No, 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 no way. Read that again, please. They deck it with silver and with gold. What, well, how does it go? Deck all the crap. <laughs> they deck it. You see how they use those words? They deck it with silver and with gold. What is that known as? That's known as Christmas ornaments. Back then, they were decking it with silver and with gold. What they were doing? Dressing it up like a king. So they can worship their king, Nimrod. Deck it with silver and gold. So they actually use actual silver and actual gold. People still do it today. A lot of people put up ornaments now. They decking it. They decking this tree out, dressing it like a king. What is this doing? This is actually describing what's known as Christmas. They deck it with silver and with gold. Come on. And just real quick, because so deck it, that was, I mean, that's root for like decorate. So some people might say, I don't want to put gold, right. silver and gold on my tree, but you do decorate your tree. So so stop it. All right. Right. <laughs> so now what was going on here? This is actually an ancient ritual that they're doing right here. This is a ritual. Okay. St. James. Mm -hmm. Because yes, it's sir. done every year at the same time, the same date, the same way. This is an ancient ritual. An ancient occultic ritual that has everything to do with the worshiping of Satan and is right here being described accurately in the Bible, in biblical text. They deck it with silver and with gold. Read on. They fasten it with nails. No, stop. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Read it again. <laughs> they fasten it with nails and with hammers. Right now, on what on what day was this being done on? St. James, what day is this? The 25th day of December when they do this. Wow. Okay, this is the day that the heathens worship their idols. Now, in case they forgot about that, let's just go to that scripture again. Let's just bring it back to the remembrance, St. James. Let's hold what we have right there. We're going to come back. And we're going to go to First Maccabees chapter 1, verse 59. Let's remind you guys that was known as the 25th day of Catholic, which is December the 25th, is the day of the heathen idol worship. First Maccabees 1 verse 59. Let's read that. And again, the, this is coming from the Apocrypha, which is 14 yes. books. It was taken out of the original King James Version of the Holy Bible. In verse in in this first Maccabees chapter one verse fifty nine, and let me just say this. I'm sorry. Let me just say that the word Maccabee was named after a family that revolted against the Seleucid dynasty for uh, trying to cause the children of Israel to worship this idol, and they was doing this on the twenty fifth day. So God chose a man. Uh, called his, his name was Judah. He said, "You're gonna be the hammer." And what they were doing is they were revolting against uh, that occupation of that time, which was Caucasians under the Greeks. Um, like I mentioned, the Seleucid dynasty of um, Antiochus Epiphanes. 
for these so-called scholars that think that we don't know what we're talking about. Okay, Antiochus Epiphanes um, was under the Seleucid dynasty and was calling the children of Israel to actually have and worship this idol that they had. This was being done on the 25th day. This show this shows you how far this day actually uh, went down to all the way from the Tower of Babel. So we, I'm sorry, go ahead, St. James. No, I'm sorry. This is, this is, this is, I find this comical, sir. If we were just coming out of Jeremiah 10, they know about they, 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 they fasten the tree, right, with, with, with nails and they hammer it. And now you see, you say that the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ set up a man or the hammer to <laughs> Yeah, if this man was going to come give them hammer blows and his family became known as the Maccabees. Okay, and they even started, they started a revolt against the Seleucid dynasty. This was considered of what we know today as guerrilla warfare, St. James. These, these, these men, these Israelites, withstood the Seleucid dynasty. We, didn't, we ain't going to take this no more. You're not going to make us worship idols when we worship the true and living God. But they started a revolt, and that became known as the Maccabean revolt. And it also started what was known as the Hasmonean dynasty. We're reading about the Maccabees right here. The word Maccabee means hammer. Because those only give their heathens hammer blows. And God was working with them to um, actually come up against them. And this yeah. started when? On the 25th day of December. Look at that. Ain't that something? Yeah, this is amazing. So um, we have first Maccabees 1 and verse 59. Yes, read that, please. Now the five and twentieth day of the month, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar. You see that? On the 5th and 20th day of the month, we read um, last time that in another part of the Maccabees, in the 4th chapter, 1st Maccabees 4, that that's actually the month of Castle, which is the ninth month, which is known as the 12th month, which is in the, in the Julian slash Gregorian calendar, the 25th day of December. So again, it's showing me that they were setting up what? The worshiping of the idol altar. So this was done on what day? The 25th day. Of December. Let's go back. We want to make refined people. Well, we're leaving you a lot of history here. Um, but again, um, to go more in debt for you to learn everything you need to learn to receive that path of salvation, um, we have to come into this by Church of God, Jesus Christ. There's no one else on no other place on the planet Earth where the truth is being taught. And you see, you're seeing a glimpse of this. This information is stuff that was taught to us, coming straight from God to the prophet of God to us. Right. Teach everybody out there so they can come back. God's people, the ones that's meant to come back. You hear this, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna recognize that what you're doing out there is totally against God, and you're gonna eventually come in. Right, yes, sir. Because this is this right here. This this show has got a little bit of something for everybody. So, so, so for those that are you know, consider consider themselves, excuse me, now I'm, I'm slurring my words here. Uh, for those that consider themselves to be scholars, right, all kind of history provided by Mr. Powers on today's show. But if history is not your thing, the main point is that you got to come back to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You got to follow the instructions, and right now. We are reading inside of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, of a custom that the heathen celebrate. Regardless if you didn't, if none of the other stuff mattered about Nimrod and history and all that, just according to the Word of God, this right here, crystal clear, says this is what this is a custom that the heathen celebrate. That what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said not to do. So if you didn't, you if you glazed over and you missed all what was said previously. Just remember that, please. This is right what we're talking about right here in Jeremiah 10. <laughs> let's go back to Jeremiah 10 and let's pick up from verse 3. Yes, sir. For the customs of the people are vain. Right, that customs of the people are vain. The customs of the people of the Babylonians at that time, which they got from um, coming down from Nimrod and what they were doing, that's vain. That's of no value. They're not worshiping the true living God. And that's when sought to describe what that custom is. Read on. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest. You see that? Describing Christmas. At what time of the year and what so-called holiday is the tree cut out of the forest, St. James? There is no other so-called holiday or custom where a tree is cut out of the forest. When you go 
in certain areas, St. James, you see a whole block full of trees that was cut. Right. For what? For the purpose of doing what it's about to do right now. Read. The work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Right. They deck it with silver and with gold. You see? Come on. You decorating a tree. This is what's being described by Jeremiah right here that was being done in ancient Babylon before the time of Christ, before the time of the Greeks. They're decking it with silver and gold. Jeremiah is calling that a custom. That means something that was being done before his time. This is custom, tradition. They're decorating a tree. They decorate it now with ornaments. They decorate it with silver and with gold. Some people use um, silver ornament, gold ornament. Some people use real gold. At this time, they were using real gold, but they deck it with ornaments. The tree is being decked. Why is it being decked? It's being dressed like a king because it's to pay homage to their king, to their god, which is Nimrod, which is Satan. Because again, this is an this is a ancient occultic ritual that's being done here. Read. They fasten it with nails and with hammers. Right. Did it move not? Right, so back then they used to put hammers on it. So what they did is they everybody was cutting a tree. Um, they would take the trees to their house, and they would they would fasten it with nails and with hammers. Now they have what's called a tree stand that it moved not. Read on. They are upright as a palm tree. You see that they are upright as a palm tree. What's this upright as a palm tree? It's known as the evergreen tree. And it says what? Read on. But speak not. And why is it saying that it speaks not? Why, why is it saying that thing, James? Like, why, why is the scripture says, but it speaks not? That's a good question. They may have to go back and just remember a little bit earlier in the show when you were speaking about something about Nimrod and a spirit that goes into a tree. Right. What have you, when, St. James, what have you ever heard a tree speak? Mm. <laughs> I can honestly tell you that I have never heard of a tree speaking before. Why are you cutting me down? You never, you never <laughs> hear a tree say that. Yeah, oh. if, you, if you do hear it, you got to put it down. <laughs> yeah, you want some, um. You want some. something. <laughs> you want something. You want some mushrooms or something. So again, it says. <laughs> They are upright as the palm tree. So what's up, what tree is upright like the palm tree is the evergreen tree. But speak not. Why the same but speak not? Because again, um, once God killed Nimrod, um, Nimrod eventually, uh, according to his wife, uh, Ishtar, Theramaeus, that he went to the sun, became the sun. Um, they also said that um, she was conceived and had, had you know, had a child, um, Without, without uh, actually having to see the man, um, that child that was born was eventually Nimrod and reincarnated. They 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 go into a whole lot of stuff. Um, that's known as Tamils and all these things. Eventually, he got killed. Uh, <laughs> so she started to continue ruling. Uh, all these things that she was saying, the spirit of Nimrod is in this tree. You have to come pay homage, or Nimrod's gonna come and kill you. So um, when it says, but it speak not, then you know that they was actually saying that there was a spirit in that tree, like you mentioned. And that spirit that's in that tree is actually Nimrod. And it goes, again, different names and different things of that nature. No reason for me to go into all that. Um, but the point of the matter is, is showing you the origin, going back to the time of the Tower of Babel, and it's being played out right here in ancient Babylon during the time of Jeremiah, the prophet, where the children of Israel was in captivity under the Babylonian you have hundreds of years that span, um, hundreds of years, possibly thousands of years that span from the time of Tower of Babel to now. And you see this custom being kept right here. Let's continue reading. Unless you got something you want to say, St. James? Yeah, I, just, um, I'll say that after the verse, sir, because I think the end of verse 5 is, is, is important. Right. I know, you, I know you're still going into it, but yeah, I think it is probably better served there. So I'm going to just be okay. quiet and I'm going to read. <laughs> uh, verse 5 again they are upright as a palm tree but speak not they must needs be born because they cannot go right right, right. Let, let's 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 read that part again this is very important read that again they must needs be born you know what that means they must so it's not it's not talking about one tree because somebody said well that's one tree it says they see that they that's, that, that's plural 
It is plural. Because, because they're supposed to take these trees and put it in the house and pay homage to Nimrod. So they actually take it. When you have a Christmas tree set up, you actually have to be putting the spirit of Nimrod in your house. You get the spirit of Satan. When you set up this tree and you do this occultic, this occultic ritual, you're doing this on the behalf of Satan, not God. It says they must need be born. The word born here is B-O-R-N-E. It's an ancient English word that means carry, St. James. It says that the tree has to be carried. That's right. Now, why is Jeremiah saying this tree has to be carried? Because, again, the, ide- the ideology behind this tree is that there's a spirit in it. Now, if something has a spirit in it, then it's alive. But Jeremiah is saying that it has to be carried. Read on. Because they cannot go. Yeah, they can't go because it's not alive. There's no spirit in it. What did Jeremiah say? Continue. Be not afraid of them. No, read it again. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Right. Be not afraid of them. This is the part I wanted you to read again. Read that part again, please. Be not afraid of them. You see what Jeremiah is saying? He says, be not afraid of them. Be not afraid of this tree, this ideology that's being pushed for thousands of years that the spirit of Nimrod is in this tree. Don't be afraid of it. What was going on with those trees? Why were they afraid of those trees? In this occultic worship? Again, things was added over time. Okay, when you deal with Nimrod, this is how you deal with him. Because his spirit is in that tree. You dress it like a king. You deck it with silver and gold. If not, if not, the spirit of Nimrod was going to come and get you. Put gifts under it. Put gifts under that tree. And pay homage to that idol. St. James. And if you didn't do this, then that spirit was going to come and kill you. So this is why Jeremiah is saying that it has to be carried because it cannot go, meaning it can't carry itself because there's no spirit in it. Be not afraid of them. Don't be afraid of these trees. There's no spirit in it. Read on. For they cannot do evil. You see that? Why is Jeremiah saying for they cannot do evil? Because obviously and evidently it's being told that if you don't practice this uh, ritual, if you don't do this ritual, that some evil is going to come upon you. St. James. If you don't do what, if you don't deck it with silver and gold and pay homage to this tree, which is the spirit of Nimrod, and dress it like a king and put gifts under it, then evil is going to come to you. Nimrod is going to come to you. Jeremiah is letting us know be not afraid. Remember, the children of Israel was in captivity under the Babylonians, and they was going to start pushing their ideology, their customs, their tradition on the people that was in captivity. Jeremiah is saying, do not follow the ways of the heathen. And the word of God reapplies because, again, the time that we're living in right now, um, the place that we're at right now, which is known as America, the scriptures calls that Babylon the Great St. James. And Babylon, the great was going to be bringing, also known as the daughter of Babylon, the scriptures, was going to be bringing back all those ancient customs. This is why you see Christmas being big here in America and in the world, bringing back those ancient customs. Mother's Day, Father's Day, Halloween, Easter, all those are occultic, satanic days that have nothing to do with God. See that? Look at so much history. This whole yeah. world is given to idols. Yes, I think you just I think you just started naming some of our future specials even too. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know I did that for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So Jeremiah says, For they cannot do evil. Read on. Neither also is it in them to do good. Yeah, neither also is it in them to do good because there's no spirit in it. What Jeremiah telling them. And, and throughout the process of time, um, more components, like I mentioned before, started adding to it. You start hearing about Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, you know, St. Nick, that was, that's European. 
that started being added later on, okay? You have the children of Satan that say, you know what? We started taking all the practices, all the occultic practices from Ham. They say, you know what? I'm going to show you how to worship Satan. But we're going to do this the right way. We started adding more components to it. Like I mentioned, the Yule log, the mistletoe from stepping outside and having that so-called Christmas spirit. All that's dealing with Satan. That has nothing to do with God. Giving them gifts. I'm putting gifts under the tree in homage to Nimrod. This is all going back to Satan. Can you hear about Santa Claus, um, which uh, comes from um, Satan? Nick, they added, they thought, I mean, Norse, was known as Norse mythology, started adding European components, started being added to it. Saint Nick was actually an uh, Israelite, um, and he was known as a saint that was dealing with the poor. He was a bishop that was under the priesthood, um, under God's priesthood, and Saint Nicholas was known as a bishop that was known to give to the needy, to the poor, and to give gifts. They added that into Christmas and started lying, calling that Santa Claus and St. Nick and all different things of that nature. So they started adding so many components to it. But you're looking at the origin of it right here in Jeremiah being done, actually coming back from an event that took place all the way in the Tower of Babel. And you read about that being done in the scriptures by the heathen. And Jeremiah is warning the children of Israel, do not follow this. Do not do this ancient custom, this ritual. This is against God. Now, why are you telling them that? Because what they're worshiping is Satan. How do we know that, St. James? How do we know that the things that the heathens worship is actually Satan? How do we know that, St. James? Can you go to that scripture? Because I know I don't have to tell you that scripture. You already know what that scripture is. Let's go to it. I think you need to go in and let the audience know where it is, though. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. Yes. Sir. Why is Jeremiah saying, follow not the ways of the heathens? The ways of the heathens, these occultic practices, is all dealing with Satan. Nimrod was the first one to introduce us back in this world. And this is why we have to go to the beginning, St. James. Very important to show you the origin of all these occultic practices that's being done to this very day. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. Yes, sir. But I say that the things with the Gentiles sacrifice. The word Gentile also is heathen. Heathen also means Gentile, which means um, someone that's not of the nation of Israel. Um, when you read Gentiles in the New Testament, there, there are two types of Gentiles. Again, another class for another time. Um, we have the children of Israel that um, lost their nationality, lost their heritage, and started following the customs of the heathens, just like Jeremiah said, you better not, and started becoming heathens, and they were also being called Gentiles. But these Gentiles right here is referring to the actual nations. Let's read it again. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice. By the things that the Gentiles sacrifice, when it comes down to a relig religious worship, what they call religious worship, when they're sacrificing to their so-called God or gods, who are they really worshiping? Read on. They sacrifice to devils. Read it again. They sacrifice to devils. Who are they sacrificing to when they come into a religious sacrifice and religious worship? They're sacrificing to devils. When they give up their children to be sacrificed, because that was also a big thing on the 25th day, the sacrificing of children. Who are they doing that to? Devil. Satan. So this custom that we're reading about that became known as Christmas in the 4th and the 5th century, when that name of Christmas was um, applied to that custom, that occultic practice, that's being done to who? Satan. Read on. They sacrifice to devils and not to God. They're not worshiping God. God has his way on how he's supposed to be worshipped. And that's written in the words of God. That's written in the laws of God. And that's given to the children of Israel to worship. Okay, there's the ways to worship. You ain't going to worship God the way. I worship God the way I want to worship. I want to go to church on a Sunday. Who told you Sunday is the Sabbath? I mean, come on. We're going to go into that class at some point in the future. You think Sunday's a Sabbath day. 
You have no idea you worshiping the sun on Sunday. How about that? <laughs> a lot of things go into that. The day of the sun. Monday, the day of the moon. Okay? We're dealing with the Greeks here and the Romans. And they were heavily involved in cultic practices. They, they, they named their days after planetary gods and what they worshipped. Okay? So you have no idea what you're doing. They're, Sunday is not the day of God. No one in the scriptures does it tell you that um, the Sabbath day is Sunday. So where are you getting that from? Satan. Read it again. But the things that they, that, excuse me, but I say, the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And not to God. This is why Jeremiah was saying, you better not follow this. You better not follow this. This is why God said in Deuteronomy, you better not be worshiping the sun. You better not be worshiping the moon because that's all dealing with Satan. This is what caused the earth to be destroyed the first time, the wickedness, the worshiping of idols, the being evil. This is what Nimrod reintroduced back on the planet earth all the way in the beginning of our world. And you see that still being done to this very day, St. James. God has warned us all throughout the Bible. We were in Deuteronomy, we in Jeremiah, we in Corinthians. And God is telling us not to follow the ways of the heathens because when they come to a religious practice and sacrifice, it's to devils, it's to Satan, and not God. Anything else on that? Yes, sir. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. Yeah, you don't want to have a fellowship with a devil. <laughs> <laughs> So real quick, Mr. Bowers, so that, I mean, that's, that's, that's beautiful. So now this is the question that, that, I, that I wanted to ask the audience. And so you've seen the evidence, you've seen the word of God. So now where do you find and how do you try to fit the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or anything to do with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and the setting up of a tree inside of your house that you decorate? that you fasten it, that you put it down so that it doesn't move. You put it in front of the window so everyone looks at it and says, oh, how beautiful is the tree. That you go ahead and put gifts underneath of the tree. So all, any of that, where do you get any of that in the worshiping of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? How do you fit that in there, or does it make a whole lot more sense? This is, this is, this is coming on a common sense, Mr. Powers. Right. Why do you decorate the tree? But they can't be able to, they can't answer that. Why do you decorate the tree? Why do you put gifts under the tree? They can't answer that. Why do you sit down on the floor looking up at the tree, opening the gifts? Right. They can't answer that. Why, why do you do all those customs? Yeah. Why do you do these things? And how do you try to bring it back to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You cannot do it. So whether or not they ignorantly or whether or not you are ignorantly celebrating Christmas because you thought and that was just what happened. Now you're reading out of the word of God like we saw in Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, that what? This is a custom that the heathens do, which are not the people of God, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ expressly is telling you that you can not do. So you don't have to worry about the tree coming alive and killing you because you didn't worship it. <laughs> You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, there is so much cultism in what's known as Christmas. This is, as we mentioned in part one and part two of the Christmas special, this is the worst day. This is the question we answered. The most diabolical day that is to be worshipped on the planet Earth because of the origin of how far back it goes and how this was started and how this came about was known as Christmas. Worshiping now, Nimrod and Satan. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm sorry, sir. But, and I didn't mean to cut you off and I apologize, sir. No, 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 no. Because you crystal clear that, that that point should be clear right now, right? There, there should be no way anyone can come in and out. But now, just I, I got one more question. Or maybe you could consider this, excuse me, like a bonus question or a bonus did you know that. So, mm -hmm. what? Where did the Mary come from? Because they say Merry Christmas, right? Where, why, <laughs> why does that Mary, like, where did that come from? Why are you saying no, Merry Christmas? We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, the heathens 
say marry one to another because of what they did to the children of Israel. And they go around and give gifts to one another um, in paying homage to how they destroyed God's people and put God's people in captivity. That's actually in the book of Revelation, the 11th chapter. That's in that the Bible? They, that's wow. in the Bible. They say marry one to another. What's the only holiday where people say marry such and such? Do they say marry Halloween? Do they say Merry Thanksgiving? No, they say Merry Christmas. What is the only so-called holiday where people actually say Merry Christmas to each other and start giving each other gifts? All right, and what's the reason behind that? Because the children of God had these heathens in captivity. So now we under the hands of the heathens, and now they are in celebration of that. St. James. Um, yes, you want to go there? We can go there right now. Let, let, let's do it. So, cause I, know, cause I know this is our, I'm sure, like I said, we, we're going to give our producer a, a great challenge. We said it was going to be like a part, maybe three and four. We're going on like part five right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, let's get it quick because, yeah, so this is, it, it, it's amazing. Because now, especially, you hear that a lot of that attitude, especially from certain people. Like, right. you can't even give the catch-all happy holidays. Like, so whether... What, no matter what kind of madness you're celebrating, we just go there is happy holidays. And that's something that you can you can say, you know, you know, being um you know, not trying to poo poo anything or whatever, right? It's all right, happy holidays. All right. So not, no, not happy holidays, Merry Christmas. They right. won't come right back and say, No, we'll make it clear. This is why it says Merry Christmas. Right. We're gonna we're gonna show why it says Merry Christmas. Because you actually, and, and if you're going around giving Merry Christmas to one another, you actually also, um, again, the, the stuff that just got added and added to it, okay? This is another aspect of why you're not supposed to uh, celebrate a Christmas and say Merry Christmas to one another. Because you actually uh, put them back into remembrance and paying homage that they have us in captivity. This is what's being done. This is what's being done. Let's read about that. Um, Revelation 11, and I believe is the ninth verse. So you want 9 and 10 or just 10? Um, 9 and 10. All right, sir. Ready when you are, sir. Let's read it. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations. So now we're talking about the nations here. The kindreds, the tongues, and nations. We're talking about the nations here. Come on. Shall see their dead bodies. Now whose dead bodies... I'm sorry, shall see their dead bodies. Whose dead bodies are they going to see? Three. Three days and a half. So the dead bodies that they're going to see is not talking about actual physical dead bodies. It's referring to the children of Israel being, being in, a, in a state of ignorance, of uh, being spiritually dead. Because if they don't have the word of God, St. James, which is what we're teaching right now, which the world doesn't teach, then you're spiritually dead. You might as well be considered a dead man walking. Yeah, you might be part. You might as well be part of the Walking Dead. Okay, you don't know who you are. You don't know where you came from. You don't know that you are Israelite. You don't know that you are one of the children of God. If you are part of the twelve tribes, uh, so-called Black, Hispanics, Native American, Indians, and Israelites that scattered throughout the four corners of the earth. If you don't know who you are, you are spiritually dead until you are awakened spiritually. So it was. It's telling us what was going to be taking place with the children of Israel that they would be actually in. A dead state. They don't know who they are. If you don't know who you are spiritually, you're you're dead. And it would be a time period. So three days and a half will let us know a time period that they would be in that that state of, of deep sleep of being dead spiritually, which was from 1619 uh, St. James, which is the time of the official um, uh, slavery or transatlantic right, slavery. Right. That's what I was looking for. Transatlantic slavery, 1619. Um, that starts off the date of that three and a half because it's actually telling you that's when the rest of the tribes actually came into the Americas. You had already a good portion of the children of Israel that was in captivity, but once the rest of the children of Israel came in, as now the whole nation of Israel as a whole was in captivity, that started to start that clock. 1619, three, three and a half goes into 350 years, which is 1969, which is the time that the children of Israel were supposed to eventually be let out of captivity. We have not been let out of captivity. We have not gone back to our homeland, Jerusalem, just yet. We are eventually, and we've been held by the enemy. Read on. Oh, well, I'm sorry, just real quick, Mr. Powers. I'm sorry, I just, I just 
because you said you said some very very important stuff right there, and just wanted to make sure that because I know we're pressed for time, but just so that uh, just make sure nobody missed it that the tribe, the people that was over here already that are spiritually dead. Because a lot of people may think that, well, I know where I came from. I know, man, look, man, I'm, I know I'm from Guatemala. I know I'm from Jamaica. That's where I'm from. That's who I am. Right. Don't tell me anything against that. No. If you think that you are any of these names that there that you will be commonly associated by, by being Jamaican, by being Haitian, by being Dominican, by being Puerto Rican, you think you're Mexican, right? You, you think you're Brazilian. You think you are any of these so-called African-American, Hispanic, or Latino, or Native American, or excuse me, indigenous peoples that were over here in the land before the, the conquerors came over, and you think you are associated with them, then what Mr. Powell is saying is you are spiritually dead. Because you don't know who you really are. So that's what we're going into right now. Read on. And their dead bodies, excuse me, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. Right, they were not going to suffer our dead bodies to be put into a grave. When you put a dead body into a grave, you're putting it to be rest to peace. That's why they call rest in peace. Um, they were not going to allow our people to be put into peace by telling us who we were. By telling us who the children of Israel, by letting us out of captivity, they continue to keep us in captivity. Which is the time we're in 2020 right now, we're still in captivity, even though you go to work and different things of that nature, you're not in your homeland, you don't have your army, you don't have your government, you're not set up uh, in, in sovereignty as a nation, you're still under the hands of your enemy, you're in captivity. But they didn't put us into graves um, and let us know that we're the children of Israel, let us back into our homeland so we can set up our, our own kingdom, you know. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them. You see that? When they see us in this condition, they were going to be, the nations on the earth was going to rejoice over this. Read on. And make merry. Stop. Read it again. And make merry. And make merry. So what did they do? They added that Nimrod occultic practice to that. Christmas. Merry Christmas. What's another reason why they're giving each other gifts? We're about to read it right now. What's the only holiday that you read about or you hear about on the planet Earth where people say Merry to? Merry Christmas. And they make merry. Now, now this is, they're making merry. They're rejoicing over the fact that we're in captivity. They're rejoicing over the fact that the majority of our people is not worshiping the true living God, but worshiping a false idol, St. James. That's right. And they're saying merry one to another. Merry what? Merry Christmas. Now, how you know this is talking about Christmas? It's going to tell you right here. Read. And, and shall send gifts. No, 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 no. You ain't reading. <laughs> Yo, St. James, are you reading the Bible? Tell me where you at again. Yes, sir. That's his Revelations 11 and 10. It's probably, you know, because I slurred that right there. I'll read it again clearer. <laughs> all right. And shall send gifts. Revelations 11, chapter and verse 10. And shall send gifts. One to another. Oh, my God. So when you send gifts one to another and you say Mary, the word Mary here is M-E-R-R-Y. Y'all should be familiar with that. Mm -hmm. Because there's another word that comes after that. Christmas. The only holiday where you say Merry Christmas and do what? And they give what one to another? Gifts. Wow. Describe Christmas right here. Go ahead, St. James. No, and this just shows you how beautiful and how everything is covered in the Word of God. Amazing. Some of them may have been like, well, wait a minute. You know, I don't have a tree. I just send gifts. And now, guess where you got wrapped up in right there? Boom, Revelation <laughs> 11 to 10. You're right. sending gifts. And why are you sending gifts? Why? Because you want to make merry. So what are you in agreement with? And what are you showing when you are doing these things on that day that you are down in agreement with the so-called minorities or people of Negro and Indian descent, Hispanic and Latino descent, that they have been the most downtrodden. They are kept down. They're not told who they are, which is going to give them their power back. Because that's what's so important. Mm. It's not about giving us, it's not about giving us reparations. It's not about giving us anything 
physical here in this world. What we need, what's going to make us strong, what's going to give us our power back, what's going to let us know who we really are, is the word of God. Because that's where we learn how special we really are. That's where we learn how beautiful we really are. That's how we learn how we're supposed to treat one another. And, Hmm. And only by coming back to the word is where we get our real power back. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. I want you to understand it. It's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Because it is given unto you. We are to know the mysteries of the Bible. Of the Now, since Mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.